What episode has this been? We're on 13. Episode 13 of The Real Ones Podcast. Ironically, it's Friday the 13th. Is it really? Actually, <laughs> I yeah. didn't even know that. Oh my God, who do we got on today, DP? Scary. We got on Nick Bianco. Nick Bianco. Lifelong friend of mine. Known him since I was... I don't know, first grade maybe. That's crazy that um, you guys are in kind of like a similar career. Not necessarily you guys do the same thing, but you guys are in yeah. cameras, in creating content. Dude, you know what's crazy? What? He just got here. But yeah, Nick, Nick, um, we played lacrosse together in high school. And then... Wax, bro. Honestly, we really didn't talk to each other much after high school, but we'd been keeping in touch here and there on social media. Um, and I just saw him doing amazing things in the video production industry. Um, yeah, he has a wide variety, a big wide. catalog of different jobs he's worked on. Big catalog on. So from good. love and hip hop to um, work with Complex to uh, a Miss America. Yeah, been on music videos, yeah. Yeah. everything. Yeah, he, he's really done it all, and he's he's going to be a perfect person to talk to. He's really done grip work, he's done PA work, he's done sound work, and then cam up and production and uh, Everything. He's, no, a hundred. He's really done it all. But I'm gonna go get the man right now. Nah, I guess it's just me by myself, Ben. Keep it rolling. Is this fit too crazy? Let me know, people. Is this fit too much for the real ones? Part? I normally <laughs> try not to spice it up this much. I got the backwards hat, glasses, watch, rolled denim jacket, tank top combo. Yes, sir. But yes, sir. Back. We already rolling. We Nick rolling. is here. The man is here. So. Without further ado? Without further ado, let's bring him on. He hasn't even taken off his jacket yet. Let him settle in a second. Nah, dude, nah. He said, you know, What's going on, brother? You want to bring over the waters? Dude, yes, sir. On camera dap up. Always need. You know who Nicoletti is? Um, yeah. You kind of look like Nicoletti. You can settle up? Yeah. That's hella funny. Damn. Oh, thank you. So it's tradition on our show. Oh, yeah. To chug a water. Oh, really? Before? Beforehand. Yeah. Drink as much as you like. We don't take life too serious. Here you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the right shirt. Cheers, bro. That's a sick shirt. Cheers, Cheers bro. Cheers, bro. Oh, refreshing. TB doesn't. He never kills the whole water. Never. Oh yeah, I was gonna say you did, but he didn't. No, I always have a nice. He's got an Evian. Nice bottle of Evian. Fancy guy. Fancy guy. <laughs> yes, sir. Dude, I like the kicks. Oh, I like the kicks. Thank I like the kicks. You, you. What kind of kicks are those? Uh, Nike SB Jordan ones. Oh shit. Ben, you see these? Dude, yeah, Ben. Be Benny's got. Ben's got, oh. Ben's got competition. <laughs> uh, Austin's the. Uh, Are they not? No, nah, they're. Um, you know the dude. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. The guy who has the. Uh, the painted Nike SB Jordan One highs. Nigel Sylvester. No, no, no. wait. I gotta look this up. Oh. Dude. Uh, <laughs> oh Benny, look it up. But, yeah, uh, Benny, get it up on top. Um, yeah, I forget his name, but he designed these, and they tear away. This one's a Royal, and this one's a UNC. Yeah. Dude. Oh, shit, they're different. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly different. That's great. Those are sick. Dude, so how you been? It's been, Chilling. It's yeah. been so long. Last time I saw you was... High school, probably, right? Or no. Well, like I saw you at like one of like the marches that we had in town. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In 2020. And that was like the yes. first time we even talked since high school, I feel yeah. like. But we'd always been keeping up with each other on social course, media and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But it's crazy, dude. Like, I feel like it was been like almost coming up on 10 years soon that we've been out of high. Yeah, dude. We graduated 2014. So 
And I've known this dude since like first grade, probably. That's grade. what I said. How'd you guys I meet said, in first grade, like class, probably, right? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. just chopping it up. Just like, we, like, we went to the, we went to the same <laughs> school, yeah, like yeah. forever. Always went to the um, same school. Yeah, I remember like going to your. I, was, I like wanted to say this, but like going to this dude's birthday party, like hitting Pizza Hut, and then yo, like, <laughs> yeah, he went to the street. Like, when we were in, like at, like no, it was like grade, probably, we were planning yeah. this thing out during school for so long. Yeah. We I remember we saw Chicken Little. Like I yeah yeah we did another year where we saw um for your birthday bench warmers yes I remember we did that. bench yeah for my birthday I loved <laughs> big like movie guy pizza like, we were we were like so young probably like eight yeah. years old pizza hut and movies damn that's fire you can't go wrong dude so since high school did did you go to school for yeah, for, uh, yeah for communication radio and television communication radio and television communication mm-hmm. what and about you guys uh, I went to school for marketing. Dope. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I just went to Middlesex. Yeah, and just found my way after yeah. that. <laughs> after Middlesex, I was like, dude, I, I still don't know what the fuck I yeah. want to do. And then luckily, I just picked up a camera. But before we get started, like, can you tell the people oh, a little yeah. bit about like oh. what the what your background is, what, what kind of sets you're working on, yeah. Oh, yeah. what, what so, you're doing? Um, my name's Nick Bianco. I work <laughs> on uh, a lot of like TV sets, um, production sets. I was just working for Complex for the past year um, as a production coordinator, camera operator, producer. Damn, jack of all um, trades. Yeah. Uh, just started out in the industry as like a PA and been working my way up still and now just freelancing and looking for new opportunities. Yeah, dude, your catalog of work is like insane. Yeah, last year was like a, a crazy uh, year. Yeah. Shout out to Complex. Shout and out to Complex, workers. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, yeah. it was we, we used to watch Complex. We used to still like... Still watch Complex. Yeah. Yeah, it, still. It like, <laughs> yeah, still to this day. Like, I can't believe like you get paid to be there. Like, I would straight up show up for free if someone was like, Yo, can you meet me here and just film yeah. this really quick? Like, probably, like, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. do it for free. Probably. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, it's just nuts. I went to school at a small-ass school called Centenary University in Hackettstown, New Jersey. Um, studied radio and television communication. And I would say the thing that got me into this or, like, knowing that I wanted to do this was in our high school, um, Thomas and I went to South Brunswick High School. We had this program called VTN. And it's called Viking Television Network or something mm-hmm. like that. But like we had a full blown TV studio in our high school. Yeah. And I took the class all four years. And like for three years, you got to just do stuff in the studio. And I was like, wow, like this is the only class I feel like I'm good at. I should just like do this in college. And um, I remember the teacher, <laughs> Mr. Ryman, was like, yeah, you should major in uh, radio and TV and communications or like film. And I was like, all right, like that sounds. That's good. crazy, yeah. dude. I wish I, I went along with you and then because i just did the first year yeah but like it i i know like even one of the things that really got me inspired was like in 10th grade when i was in one of the classes um someone who's a production assistant from south brunswick um she worked on like jersey shore and she came in to talk to our class and i remember like at the time that was like the biggest reality tv show and i was just like damn like that sounds like such a cool job like how do i get to do that Mm -hmm. and then when i was in college i was a teacher's assistant um, and like video assistant, just like filmed everything on campus, took pictures of everything on campus with my professor, uh, Boris G. Um, he's the man. He made me realize that I was like talented and like, like could have a career off of, you know, doing that if I just like worked hard at it. And uh, I'd say he's the one who like really like lit the fire and made me realize that like actually working on a TV set is possible. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're like that age, you, like you have no idea, like, you know, you're filming whatever, like you're doing like school projects, filming your homie skateboard, taking pictures <laughs> yeah, of whatever. Literally. Yeah, and then basically. you're like, how does this turn into like being on Top Chef? Yeah. And then like two years later, it's like you're in Italy on the set of Top Chef. It's like two o'clock in the morning, pouring rain. And like <laughs> you get pulled over by the police and you're just like, 
damn, like two years ago. <laughs> I was just sitting <laughs> in class. Like, flies, like, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just nuts how that works. So what was your first job out of college? My first like real TV job was actually when I was in college. I worked on TRL late night um, no at the Viacom headquarters, 1515 Broadway. Yeah. And I was a PA. And literally all I did was pick up coffee from this Marriott and just get like mad jugs of coffee in the morning, <laughs> bring them upstairs, make sure like all the crafty, crafty is like a fancy word for snacks in case yeah. you don't know <laughs> Just make sure all the crafty and um, coffee is all set up and then like head upstairs to the office, like make photocopies, do whatever. Yeah, it was cool. It was just like, if you're not from the tri-state area, like going to New York is like such a tourist thing. But then when you have like something to do while you're there, it's like it feels like you're on a mission. Yeah, that that is the city, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like whenever we have to go into this, we want to get in and out. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm but happy I live in it Jersey. Feels city like, now. It feels like a full on mission. Yeah, like, like I feel half like the day battle is commuting. Yeah, like yeah. the day prior, we're like mentally preparing. Like, all right, we're gonna do this and this. We're trying to make it so easy for ourselves. But then yeah. it still just feels like a a long journey. It's like it's like Buddy when he went to the city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically. Um, so how long have you been uh, like from being a production assistant to kind of, kind of like where you are now? How many yeah. production assistant jobs like those kind of like entry level jobs did you do until you started seeing? Oh, like, a problems? ton. A ton. Yeah. Like it, it like so everybody's journey is different. Like mm. when you get onto a real set like that, like you could like come out of college being like a DGA trainee and you're already like uh, it, with the yeah. like first assistant directors and second ADs like in their unit and you're set up for like a pretty good future. But like. Like I said, you could be like taking out trash for like years and driving people around and like that's like just doing small stuff on set and that's what I was doing. When school ended, um, shout out to my homie Amir from school. He couldn't make it to day play on Ink Master and he recommended me and I went and um, it was for like a field shoot. We were in like Irving, New Jersey at this like vintage wood store and um you know just came in just busted my ass that day and then they're like yo you available for the next week and then that led to just like being on the whole run of the show the rest of the season so that was my first time like feeling like i was a yeah. part of like a season of a show because and that was crazy but it was great like the camaraderie like i had like people at that job that taught me so much about being in the industry because that was the first time i was around like true tv professionals for like a like long period of time and i don't know if anyone knows this but like the standard Workday and TV is 12 hours. Yeah. So, like, w you're literally with these people for like more than your family during the week. So, mm -hmm. it's like you really get close with them and learn a lot from them. And, like, um, I, f I was so green, I feel like, when I was on that show. Um, and every day I would just, like, at lunchtime, just be like, hey, what do you do here? Like, what's your title of your position? Um, because the crazy thing is, like, so, like, when you're a PA at that time, we were making like $187 for a 12 hour shift. But then, like, you're eating lunch with people that are making, like, $3,000 a day. But everybody's dressed exactly the same, just literally <laughs> yeah. wearing all black. So, like, you can't tell, like, who is who. So once you, like, get to talking to these people and figure out what they do, and then, like, when someone's like, do you know who you're just talking to? That's the director of the show. And it's just like, oh, damn. I'm sure you guys know, just, like, being surrounded by other creative people is so inspiring. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you're, like, working on a TV show that you watched when you were, like, a kid, and, like, it, it's just so crazy just being like, wow, like, yeah. I can't believe that's how I just spent my day at work. Exactly. No, that's such a good way of putting yeah. it, like surrounding yourself with people who are doing something that you want to do. Yeah. And like, you know it's I mean? crazy. Like everybody has the same interests and everyone has different interests. Mm -hmm. And like, 
you hear about it and you're just like, wow, like, I don't know anyone who has this hobby or I never met someone who like knows how to like yeah. use a synthesizer to like make these crazy radio <laughs> sounds. And it's, Dude. it's cool. When you were doing all those, like, you know, bottom level jobs, getting coffee and everything, did you always knew that was going to pay off? Like that was just the your yeah. journey so like, when you're in that position you're so um expendable right like if you mess up or have a shitty day or even like if like something unlucky happens like if you're in a car and it breaks down and like you have talent in your van oh, and shit. now like you're two hours late it's like they're like even though that's so out of your control they're like <laughs> all right we're not calling this kid back tomorrow yeah so i would say like a mix of luck and just like maintaining a positive attitude being helpful on set like using common sense and then most importantly just like being proactive and like not being told what to do so like for example like you're doing such minimal tasks on set sometimes where it's like if you know there's no drinks in the coolers around set like <laughs> without someone telling you just go put more in like just go put ice in the coolers yeah. like if a garbage can is full just like take the garbage bag out if a camera operator like sees you busting your ass taking out garbage all day while they're busting their ass filming mm -hmm. like at lunchtime they're gonna be like yo like what's your story like what do you want to do and um, something I, I like because people used to ask me on Ink Master all the time. And at that time, I never had a good answer. And I didn't understand that they were like, if I told them, like, this is a camera operator. I'm like, I think I want to get into the camera department. What he was going to say is like, oh, like, you can come shadow us, like, whatever, on your lunch break. Or if you want to watch us build the cameras in the morning. And then once, like, I started realizing stuff like that, like, more it's like, if you ask someone's either just going to say no or be like, oh, I'll show you how to do this yeah. really quick because they got to do it anyway. And one of the first people that did that was this guy. His name's Mike, and he's a jib operator, which is like an insanely specialty position. And like, I'm a PA. Yeah. Like, he didn't need to talk to me. And I remember we were just chopping it up at breakfast because I was setting up the breakfast. And he was like, you want to like see the jib? And I was like, yeah. And he was showing me all the movements and stuff That's and like sick. just asking him about like, you know, like he was my dad's age. So I was like, you know, like you, you clearly made a career out of this. Yeah. Like, what's good. And, um, then just every day, like him saying what up to you. And then just being like, yo, can you help me run this cable? Can you help me do this? And then you go from taking out trash from plugging in SDI cables. And it's like, it's something still so minor, but at mm -hmm. least like you're not taking out garbage, yeah. you're <laughs> helping them with the cameras and, um, just stuff like that. Just like really just being proactive and telling people that you're willing to help and you want to learn. And I would say to people trying to get in the industry, like just work hard and make sure that like when you get those moments to talk to the right people, like I express your interests. Cause another thing that I never realized too, is like most of the people were once like in your shoes, either like they were confused or, and didn't know what they wanted to do. Or they were also just like yeah. a PA that was trying to like yeah. figure out the industry. So that's the thing. Like every freelance job ends. Right. So once ink master ended, I was like, damn, that was a sick run. I'm never going to do this shit again. Yeah. And then, um, this assistant camera and AC named Jimmy who same thing would just like literally get lens caps for him. And he'd be like, can you get me a 24 to one Oh five? And like, you know, just run out, like literally says what it is on the lens. So it's not yeah. rocket science and like <laughs> yeah. grab it for him. And then like he was on miss America and he like, the, I feel like what clicks in people's heads when they hit you up as a freelancer is like, if you were helping someone out on a old job and they're like, Oh damn, I wish this person was here to help me right now. And that's kind of happened with that. And then, um, I was like a control room PA on Miss America. And that was like my third ever job. During the actual shoot day, I was like stationed with this live technician. And um, he was like, we were chopping it up. He was at, you know, same thing. He was like, what do you do? What's your story? And then I was telling him like how I wanted to get into production management, wanted to get into cameras. Like I just liked so many different things that I was yeah. just eager to learn about everything. 
And then he was telling me, he was like, yeah, like I'm 30, I'm from California. Like they flew me out here to Atlantic City, put me up in like a resort. Like, and I was like, damn, like I'm driving here two hours from my parents' <laughs> crib. And like this dude is making like five times what I'm making and they're paying for everything. It's yeah. like, how do I get to that? And I remember he told me, he was like, yo, like it might sound crazy right now, but one day like it'll like you'll get to that point where like they're going to need you there yeah. and do whatever it takes to get you there. And like that's when I was like, OK, like I just got to, you know, keep figuring yeah. out like what everyone does on set so I can be like, damn, like what do people actually need? Like what yeah. is, contributes to the set? Yeah. Um, it seemed like you had like a good, honestly, like mindset about it all. Yeah. Like, no, like, bro, because I mean, you know this, my, like my pops owns a landscaping company. So before yeah. this shit, I was literally, that's the best. yeah, like, yo, uh, like shout out to my pops and my uncle, my brother, my cousins. Yeah. Like, literally would just cut grass, weed whack, blow mm -hmm. leaves. Like, and I remember like just sitting on the mower, just being like cutting patterns into grass, like mindless <laughs> ass work. Just like I could imagine myself just like being at like a concert on stage filming something or like so, being on a set. Yeah. But then like in the moment, I'm like, damn, like I'm sitting on this fucking mower. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, I just like I feel like think like realizing like, all right, like I can see myself doing that is what like, you know, I was like, all right, I yeah. got to get the fuck off this lawnmower. Like, how am I going to yeah. do that? And then, yeah, when opportunity knocked, I just like took advantage of it, I guess. Yeah, that's a big part in visioning. I, I feel like we were already we, we were normally visual learners. Like we would yeah. hang out, watch lacrosse highlights go reenact it on the field. Exactly. Like, we'd always be, and like I said, like it just, and like the hard work, like it translates from the everything, business. Like, yeah. Literally ever, just sitting here and talking, like I'm realizing how this shit like, damn. No, exa like, exactly. Everything you do in your life. Like I played lacrosse in college and everything. And like, just like the team aspect, like, mm -hmm. like this, like a TV set. Like when I worked on top chef, we had like 250 people on, on one shift, like 225 people on, on one shift. Like, yeah. It takes every single person to be doing their job to like, gives the people the episode that they want to see uh, like i i'm now i'm like a production i do like production management field management mm. field coordinating production coordinating mm. um and i always like tell people that like the things that i learned when i was like landscaping uh like just managing the landscaping crew like um going from location to location like little things that can go wrong in the day like it all translates to like when you're managing a crew of 200 people and now like instead of just having two landscaping trucks on the road you have like 18 trucks full of equipment and it's yeah. like all right like we're driving from los angeles to big bear and all these have to touch down yeah. like at the same time it's like and we have whatever 160 crew members that need to get there it's like where like how do we do it yeah it's all communication exactly 100. Have you ever been on set? Because I was recently on set for like a, a movie production um, and I was a set photographer. Yeah. And everyone just seemed like just they had to stick up their ass. Have you ever, ever been on a set where it was like high hostility? Obviously, there's a lot to lose, yeah. right? And that's well, I mean, why they, like, we, we've yeah. been on big, like we've had our own big commercial shoot. Yeah, yeah. When we were in Miami, like, yeah. and we were dealing with 30, 30 member cast. But that that was like, yeah. Our, like our production. How, our thing. how like, how long were you with them for? You with them for like a no, day? No, so like uh, essentially a producer hit me up. I was like, hey, like, uh, like I saw your work. Our set photographer called out for the day. Um, yeah, like come, come out. In, just, yeah. just be a photographer. And I got there. Directors hated me. Cam ops hit because I'm, I'm there to take stills. And they're like, you could be wherever you want. Like with the producers, just be wherever you want. And yeah, I would stand next to the camera operators and they would just look at me. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, like yeah, move yeah. over. Like, And I'm like, dude, like, yeah. how am I supposed to do my job? And I texted the producer. I'm like, hey, like the the rectors don't even want me in the room there's like such tight quarters yeah how do you like deal with like situations like that so yeah i would say like in this industry like a lot of people have 
egos, of course, any, any <laughs> place that you deal with. Yeah. One thing that I feel like I learned from my grandpa is like, if you want to be like a real, like boss leader, someone that like someone looks up to, it's like, you have to be level-headed at all times. So yeah. like, if like, I like, don't get me wrong. Like a, an assistant director has like came up to me and like screamed at me in the middle of like shooting. But it, like how I look at it is like, all right, like you just screamed at me, but we still have the problem that you're screaming about <laughs> to solve. Like, I'm going to tell you the solution, yeah. but like, let's think of a better way to solve it together. Yeah. Yeah, um, but like in your case, like a hundred percent, like some people just, especially like if you're, if it's like a one day job, mm. three day job, it's like, they feel like if they're like in a, like a director, or any type of position where they're like calling the shots, some people really want to like show that you're in charge. Like I've been on a set one time um, and it was like a small it was like a, a promo for a reality show. And like one of the grips or art department people like showed up to the morning meeting, like three seconds late, or, sure. like literally like, a couple minutes late, if anything. And, um, they like immediately in front of everyone, they were Buy like, them. you can just go home. Yeah. And mm. that's when I was just like, you know, it's like, what are you trying to prove? It's like, who wants to like, yeah. you know, do you just want everyone to be afraid of you all day? But yeah. like, that's something that I always make sure I do because like, um, I always make sure that I, treat everybody with the utmost respect because I want people to trust me when there's a problem and when something's like actually going on. Like I don't want people to be afraid to approach me. I don't want people to be afraid to yeah. talk to me. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I'm yeah. like the producer wants me to get these photos. Like they told me to come yeah. here and take the photos. Yeah, they, and need and a, they need it for yeah. assets. For and the like so, sometimes it can happen. Cause like someone might be so hyper focused on yeah. something and so worried about their task at hand that a new face in the room is just like, they just can't. Yeah handle Yo, and your job is just as important as the director's like your job is the pa's job is just as important as yours because you wouldn't be there like everyone 100%. is there to make yeah. this happen even if you're taking the trash out driving people to set like they can't get the set without you and like at the end of the day like no matter everybody's rate is different but you're all getting paid to be there like no one's doing it for free we would work with these huge name talents and they would be there for free and we're all sitting there getting paid. Like, you know what I mean? And I remember like the first time that that hit me was, it was the first time I went to the office and we were filming with Snoop Dogg an interview. And I went in there, I was just coordinating it. So I didn't really have much to do. Um, made sure crew set up gear and everything. But then like when we were filming, I was literally like standing 15 feet away from Snoop Dogg. And I was like, all of us are getting paid to be here and he's not. <laughs> yeah. like, that's the craziest thing in the world. Yeah. Also, it's important to understand what everybody does. Like I said, when I was a PA, like first starting out on Ink Master, I had no idea what anyone did besides like the PAs. Mm. So, oh, like, yeah. and now as a production manager, like understanding every department, the gear that they use, like the things that they like to do, like all that, um, it just helps you actually do your job better. 100%. Yeah. I feel like the first time I was like on set, it was like overwhelming at first. I was yeah, like, it's I was scary. like damn, it's I was like, dude, I want to, I want to be the guy behind the camera knowing all the terms and shit. Like, that's what that's what I want. How? Yeah. But it's like, well, I'm, I need to understand. It's not gonna come today. No. And but like, if you ask that dude, like, what like type of lens he's using or something like that, like, bam, that's one thing exactly. that you didn't know yesterday. Dude, a question today. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're that dude on set, like even you're just saying it's so intimidating being on set with new people for the first time, especially when you're like the lowest one on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. But like, even when you have that free time and you're just like, uh, yo, like I'll never forget the first time I saw someone strap into an easy rig. Right? <laughs> and now I own one. Yeah. Like, and I, I just remember I was like, 
yo, like it takes two people to do that. And then it takes three people to operate that camera. Like yeah. I was like, yeah. yo, like I want to be on a team like that. Like I want to do something like that. When I worked on Love and Hip Hop, still, I was a talent driver. So still technically a PA, but so it was Dude, crazy. people listening in are like, dude, what the hell did this yeah, dude work I had on? like a wild career. <laughs> dude, it's but tough like, when you got so, oh, yeah. you know yeah, no, that's I mean? what I'm trying to get so all the much good stories out so you guys have like, like good stuff to pick from. But, um, <laughs> so that job, when I was a talent driver on uh, Love and Hip Hop, um, it was like a nine month job. I was on it for the whole run of the season. And like, I lived in Jersey at my parents' yeah. house. And um, like, dude, like you literally drive the talent anywhere and to set and like so a day would be like it, it, like they give you a minivan so i just had like a it was like 2019 i had a 2019 dodge caravan <laughs> it was maroon for nine months i parked at my parents house no i would wake up in the morning i would get in my van i would gas it up do whatever get coffee i would drive to like I drove two people the most, Joe Budden and Joel Santana. <laughs> so I would literally like wake up, drive to their house, wait for them for like God knows how long, <laughs> depending on the day. Oh, man. They'd get in the car once they got in the car. Like at first, dude, it was so crazy when they would get in the car because I'd be terrified. Um, and then like you're driving like through the city. Like, yeah. You know, like probably all, like, mad. Stiff, yeah. Like stiff like as <laughs> fuck, like mad cringy. Like when they talk to you, you're like, what What'd you say? Yeah. Um, huh, but, what was that? <laughs> uh, so that's how you would start your day. And I remember like the f after like the first week of that, I remember like I was talking to like my brother and some of my homies we were just chilling and they were like, yeah, like I can't believe that's what you're doing like all day. And then I realized like, damn, like it is crazy. Like I'm just transporting this. I'm, I'm yeah. with this person, like hearing personal conversations they have, like all that stuff. Um, and then I was like, yeah, I got to like try to talk to him one day. Um, so Joe wasn't as friendly as Joel's was, but I remember, um, like I love Supreme and I know Joel's loves Supreme and like he has a Supreme t-shirt and one day we were both wearing Supreme sweatshirts and he came in the car and I was like, yo, nice sweatshirt. Like as soon as he got in the car and he was like, yo, you too, man. And, um, he just started talking to me, you know, he's a human being yeah. like, and Dude. I wasn't being like, yo, I love yeah, you. I love yes. your music from when I was a yeah. kid. I was Dude. just like. Biggest like, thing right yeah, there. Yeah, like, yo, like, where? how did you acquire oh. that sweatshirt? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, I, he has a son who was 16 years old at the time. I was like, does your son wear your clothes? Like, yeah. and then, you know, he's like, yo, you got to see my basement. Like, I got a whole whatever, like, his whole shit. I'm like, I'd love to see you. Yeah. Right <laughs> and just that, like, literally, my day would start. Yeah. Pick him up, get in the car. We go to set. We film all day. Yeah. He comes back to my car like, yo, let's go to 7-Eleven. Let's pick up, like, some <laughs> sodas and shit. Like, it's like, yeah, sure, dude. yeah, like, drive him to 7-Eleven. We yeah. pick up sodas, like. Um, oh, let's go to Barney's. I need to go shopping. Like, okay, I'll wait for you outside. Like, yeah. literally, you want me to come in that? with you? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, no, nah, that's a bit what you touched on. Everyone's a human being. Yeah, like, like, and they wanted to be treated like that for real, and that's what I like yeah. realized. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've filmed too when I started off filming the basketball players. Like, yeah, filming Bronny, seeing LeBron walk by, Bradley Beal's right there. Like. When I shot at Alvin Iverson's event, like I'm literally yeah. staring at him, like with my camera in my hand, just staring at yeah, him. Like, like you could touch him. Are there any? Are there any like tips? Because I've gone like fashion weeks and like met celebrities. Are there? And I was nervous at first meeting oh, celebrities. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you have any tips on like <clears throat> how people like can approach celebrities or like talent in general? Yeah. So I would say obviously like feel out the like feel out the moment first, right? Um, cause like if they're scheduled to come, you're going to be in the same room at the same time. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. But if they come in hot in a bad mood and their posse is 
pissed and something from their rider, which is a fancy word for like a request of snacks and stuff they want. Yeah. If like there's no vitamin water and it's pulling, whatever, like, and they come in hot and they're freaking out or something like that. It's like, okay, I probably shouldn't go in the room and talk to them right now. Yeah. But like if they come in and like they see you setting up and like they're cool. So like I'll just like say some examples. So like Lil Baby like arguably biggest rapper in the game right he came to our office late at night there was like 12 people there came like super professional had a few friends with him huge armed security squad was legit moving like the military yeah came up went right to the green room he was like i i just need a couple minutes to get ready so we're finishing up our final touches security like comes up to me and is like yo we're gonna do a sweep of the office like it's a call of duty map or some shit <laughs> and like we have armed security that come in town all the time and i was like damn like no one ever does this like we were in a secure office in new york city yeah and once i saw that i was like yeah like this dude moves different like he wants the best security guard and i remember um speedy mormon shout out to you speedy the host speedy of went to Q's, right what didn't speedy yeah he went to Q's. He went to Syracuse. yeah he's a goat he's for real to go i gotta i'll tell stories about him later but it was right before it's only me was about to drop it was the night before at, at it's like no 8 30 9 o'clock at night like album drops at midnight um, Speedy goes in the dressing room. He's like, yo, I want to drop this tomorrow. Baby just did like four interviews that day that all came out same day because everyone's trying to like get this yeah. out ASAP. And we're like, we want to drop it with the album. We know Speedy was going to get a good interview at him. And he's like, nah. He literally just said nah. And then he said, I'm about to leave. And then Speedy comes back out to me and our producer, Tommy. Shout out to you, Tommy. Um, and he's like, yo, he's like, he's in a bad mood he wants to leave and uh, speedy was like i'm gonna talk to him I'm gonna like ask him when we can air this and we agreed on like airing it at a later date and like he came out and gave us a good interview and yeah. i realized like he wasn't approachable in that moment but when he came out and i'm operating the camera that's this close to him yeah like he's like hey what's your name you know what i mean and i'll just tell him hey what's up i'm nick nice to meet you yeah and like some people like that like Obviously, I want to tell little baby, like, yo, I can't wait for your fucking album to drop tomorrow. I'm going to bump that shit like crazy. But it's like, I knew that's the only thing I could say to him. And then someone like Bobby Schmerda, for example, interviewed him right out of jail and super approachable guy came in the room, introduced himself to every single person. And my homie Phil, who is also camoping that shoot, when Phil introduced himself to Bobby, he didn't hear what his name was. And Bobby, after introducing himself to everyone, went back to Phil and was like, yo, bro, I didn't catch your name. What was your name? No way. And that's when I was like, okay, like, I haven't really, like, seen that. I've worked with a lot of big people, and, like, yeah. I haven't seen that. Or if I did, it was from someone who I would expect mm -hmm. to, like, treat the crew like that. Mad, funny, hilarious during the interview the whole time. Had the most positive attitude. And then after the shoot, I was opping his close-up, and he comes up to me, and he's like, yo, what do you think? And, like, not, like, just bullshitting me. He was like, do you think that was good? Like, do you think, like, I was being weird? Like, you know what I mean? And I told yeah. him, like, yo, you crush it. Like, you know, I appreciate you. And, like, your outlook on life and your positivity is just, like, really inspiring. And, you know, like, dat me up and said, like, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. And it's, like, having an interaction like that with someone like Bobby is, like, yeah. insane. Like, it's, like, you never think that that's yeah. the conversation you're going to have with him. Yeah. Another situation with, like, someone who isn't a rapper, I guess, like, a month ago now. Holy crap. Um, I worked on with casts that people love and you know they they're stereotypically like difficult people and i'm i was a stage manager so i had to like get them to the stage at the yeah. time they need to get to the stage and like 
same thing. Just like you feel it out at first. Like one girl was having issues with her dress. So it's like, I'm not going to go in her dressing room and be like, yo, how much longer for your yeah. dress? Because she's, I know she's already having a meltdown. But then like when they tell me someone's yeah. fully ready, like knock on their door, they tell me to come in. I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm Nick. I'm the stage manager. Like I'm going to bring you out to stage. Mm -hmm. um, like, let me know if you have any questions. And, um, you know, reality TV people are a little more like <laughs> down to earth than rappers and stuff. So like some like, you know, like someone like my mom's age they're like you know like where are you from how are you yeah. like you know you look so nice today so that's like it's just like feeling out the type of person are there any like specific because it sounds like you do a bunch of different things on set from yeah. pa cam up is there anything in particular that you enjoy the most no just being there <laughs> straight up like i said i would be there for yeah. free yeah um and like any anything like to anybody like i would straight up do any position that i knew that i could actually do a good job at like, I'm not going to come in there and like fake that I'm going to like be like something that I don't know a ton about. But like, can I hold a boom pole for two hours straight? Like, of course. Yeah. Like, can I plug in the XLR cable to the bottom? Of it? Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, the thing is, too, it's like when you're on set and you meet these people for the first time, it's like, damn, I want to talk to this dude so bad or like ask him these questions. But the, and like you're scared to. But like what I realized, too, is like. Yo, these people want to talk about this stuff so bad, oh, and nobody, nobody wants to hear them talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Like his girl doesn't want to hear him Dude. talk about <laughs> microphones. That like, is yeah. your so when preaching. you yeah, when you get someone going, yeah. like I was saying, my homie AJ about lights. Like when I used to get him going on stuff, like he would school Dude. me. Yeah. People love nerding out about you. Yeah, yeah. yo, same. Like, yeah. I love talking People about love cameras. to talk about yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. why we have people on here. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> get them to talk about what they love yeah, most. Exactly. Like, no, it's Even yeah. when, like, you would ask someone to, like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you can you can watch me set up the camera yeah. today. They were probably like, it, really, it only enhances that person's yeah, skills yo, even I'm, more. Because yeah. you're, te you're teaching or someone like, yo, something. Or, like, you're literally doing something that they could be doing, and now they can just sit on their phone oh, for yeah. five minutes. Exactly. People appreciate that. Like, straight up, like. When you're working, like I said, when you're working 12 hour days and like you're three months into a four month run of a show, like everybody's burnt. Ex yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like those five minutes, it's like where you can just sit down for a second. It's like people really appreciate that kind of stuff. Dude, that's sick. So now like you, you've done all this stuff. Yeah. Are you kind of on your on your own now with things? Well, yeah. So I did get um, laid off from Complex through like BuzzFeed. They had one of those huge layoffs oh, like damn. Twitter. Yeah. Um, so I'm back to freelancing. So I've been like freelance. I was just freelance cam mopping on like a L'Oreal corporate gig this week and oh, stuff like that. But um, yeah. like I said, I'll do whatever like I think that I can help. So like my homie Mark is for this company I used to work for was like, we're shooting on FX9. I know you know how to use it. Like, just come do it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, for sure. Sony um, guy. I like Sony. Um, I have a, I own a red, but I like Sony um, just because it's kind of like the industry standard for the stuff that I've been yeah. working on the past couple years. Just He's like, the reason I got my FX3. Really? Remember, I was like FX6. FX3. <laughs> no, I mean, all the, I wanted. the 6 is good, um, like, but it's just more expensive. Like, yeah. And if you're doing the stuff that you guys do, and like, I know that you guys use Mad Ronins and stuff, like, it's the, the payload and like what you can do. You could hold it in your hand, too. Like, yeah. you could do that with the FX6, but mm. it's just like, yeah. it's the same technology, just in a really tiny Condensed. thing. 100%. And, and like, yeah, that's one of the coolest things on set is like, learning people's tricks um like love and hip-hop i was talking about talent driving but like when i wasn't talent driving when i would be on standby i always made sure to get out of my car and be like yo what do you guys need help with on set this is a mad funny story orlando shout out to you the first time i met this dude we were on 27th and broadway outside like this hotel 
And um, I just pulled up out of my van. Like I said, I was on standby. So I got mm-hmm. out of my van. I was parked right in front of his. It was like the lighting van, like um, a cargo van. Yeah. He had the side door open, like on the street side. And he got clipped by like a plumbing, oh, not no. hard. Like oh, he got yeah, tapped. Yeah. Like, uh, like I, that sounds dramatic, but like, yeah, he got a soft tap, yeah. like by the car on the lighting van. And like, I remember like running over to him, and be like, "Yo, bro, you good?" <laughs> and, and like, he's like, "I'm about to lay here for a minute. You saw that, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." Got to milk uh, this one. That's how I met him. But then he was an AC at the time, and like, I would always be like, "Yo, you need help?" And like, we were really mobile on that show. Like, we were going to like three to five locations a day, like in New York city, yeah. in every borough. And so we had like a camera cart like that, mm-hmm. like fully kitted, like all the cameras built on top of it, like probably like six, um, C three hundreds. And they would be sh- like bungee corded <laughs> over the top strap. And then we'd have like lenses and a bunch of other stuff on the bottom, like in Pelican cases. Mm-hmm. And like w- the way our van was, was in the camera van. There were still seats in it cause we needed to transport crew and gear in it. So like half the seats in a 15 pass van were missing. So we would have to like pick up this cart with all the gear on it <laughs> and like put it in the trunk. Like it was, it was an operation, but we had it like yeah. down to a science. And I remember they were like, yo, we're going to teach you how to do this. There's only one way to get this thing in the car and get it out. And they taught me. And then every day, as soon as I pull out the van, I'd be like, all right, let's get it. Let's go get the thing out. And then, you know, that led to be like, yo, push this up to the 55th floor. <laughs> Start unloading it now. Yeah, and then, and <laughs> but then, but then it's like, yo, like, like when I was on Ink Master, right? Like everybody, like when, I don't know if you guys do this or if you're like this, like, or you are, but um, it, like when you, like when you work on a set, yo, and even though the cameras are rentals, whatever, someone else owns it. If you're operating that camera and you build it, like that is your camera. If, if someone would like change someone's like <laughs> SDI wire, like if they had like a 90 yeah. degree one and then someone put like a cabled one, <laughs> one. Yeah. Like people would be like, yo, who Freak touched my camera? Yeah. And like, and that's when I realized like, yo, like you can't. And then working on sets with unions, like, yeah. bro, like, like a shout out to union crew members. Like, the, yo, like those dudes, like the, when I was on like project runway and like was working with like union art department, electricians and grips and shit for like, the first time for like six to nine months straight. Yeah. Like, yo, you can't even plug in your phone charger on set. Like, unless an electrician does it like, cause if you blow a fuse, like, Oh yeah. Like you're, they're going to kill you. Yeah. yeah literally. Like, but if they blow <laughs> it, they're going to fix drag it. your body yeah, out. <laughs> yeah. No. And like, and same thing. Like if like you need to plug in a power strip on yeah. set, it's like, you can't plug it in. Like yep. you got to get the, like the sparks to test it and make yeah. sure it's like safe. And like, like learning just like seeing that and just being like that not like people being like this is my gear don't touch it but being like yo this is my job and it's very specific and these are the tools that i need to do it like realizing that i was like damn how's brian he's good dude he's a shooting uh, his wedding He's a, really, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. sick. Dude, it was funny. My brother, like, he was like, You gotta do it. Like, no, he wasn't even the really? case. He's, he's like, it. He's like, Yo, let, let me show you, um, like, let me show you this company that we found. I was like, Yeah, show me, show me. And then knowing that, like, we're the best in New Jersey, yeah, yo, I saw, yo, like, I not, I'm not like calling you out or anything, but like, when you followed me on Instagram yesterday and it was like number one video guy in New Jersey, I was like, Dude, that takes huge balls to say that but I'm i was like that. you guys are nice like now nah, we I, I, head to head put I, me in a room no no yo straight up in what you guys are doing there's so many different levels level, to exactly shit, right exactly like yeah. what you guys are doing you are 
experts. Yeah. yeah. Like, sh- I, like, I yeah, respect all, the show. There's out you so guys. many people yeah. that create yeah, yeah. in New Jersey. Yo, there's yeah. people that literally just make vertical videos on TikTok and make way more than I do in one oh, day. Dude, like, we, yeah. we do that it, all the time. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy how it's turning into Bro, it's insane. More, like, more of that. It's To put it like this, I went from working on like uh, TV shows with crazy budgets to working on YouTube videos for a whole year. Exactly. Yeah. And like, it was, we were putting mad money into it. Yeah. Do you see the transition now from like TV going more like to online? Or yeah, like, yo, so it's crazy. I had, they interviewed me like right before I was about to graduate college um, for like this one program I was in. And mm-hmm. I remember like I said that streaming was gonna be like the future of television. But I, and I did remember mention something about YouTube, but like I felt like at that time YouTube was gonna do like scripted TV shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like I never thought that like these like YouTube reality shows and like just dumb videos and like series and like would blow up. I mean, yo, yeah. look at Mr. Beast. That dude is he's killing loaded it. And he's made all his money. Like you, I always said, like YouTube money. Like it's crazy. He's getting that YouTube money. That shit is crazy. And his budgets for production. Yeah, compared no, to like even I some TV shows. I applied to be yeah. a production manager for his like company and like yo like their their job description is crazy oh and like i believe like i've had to do like some crazy stuff and like i know that would be one of those jobs where it's like being a production management i don't know if you guys know but it's like it's like half consulting budgeting like logistics operate it's like literally all that yeah so like you know like he could be like yeah so i want to like do a backflip in an airplane and like as a production manager i'm like the things that I'm thinking about is like, okay, where the fuck do we get an airplane? How much, how, where do we get a pilot? How much does it cost? But then like, where are we going to do this? Yeah. What are the permits we need to like get yeah. in this airspace? Are you allowed to film in the air, yeah. like in the town oh, that we're in, crazy. whatever? Yeah. And like, dude, like Oppenheimer, did you see that they created the the new uh, Christopher Nolan movie? Oh, oh yeah. They created Wait. a nuclear explosion without CGI. Like the first thing I thought as a production manager is like, Yo, how the hell do you transport that much like dynamite and explosion <laughs> without the help of like the military? And like yeah. two, like where in the U.S. or where in the world is gonna just be like, cause you you're paying bread to do something like that. But like, Crazy. who is gonna be like, all right, this is the price to create a huge explosion in our town or our mm-hmm. state or like, I don't. I, he might have did it in New Mexico or something, but like. I f- that's what I like. I'm just like, yeah, that's that's I can't crazy. wait. We gotta hire him to produce some of our shit so we don't have to figure out all this shit. Yeah, yeah no, I, would. I got you. I do. Oh, I have like a LLC. I do consulting and all that stuff yeah. too. But like, yeah. this year's gonna be. We big, need an ambulance. Yeah. That, we've year, been bro. we've been having trouble for trying to get an ambulance. So we're like, trying to shoot. Like, I don't know if you saw. We made a commercial yeah. for media. Oh, marketing. yo, you need to rent one. Yeah. Yo, you got an ambulance plug? Yeah, I do. All right. Yeah, that, I'm gonna say it out loud. There's this place in Edison. Shout out to Edison, New Jersey. Yeah. I filmed there before. So it's like a police training center. It's right by the Raritan Convention Center. Okay. I'll get I'll send you the name of it. Yeah. But um I shot a true crime recreation show there for VH1. Oh, Bro, a police officer in the Edison Police Department. Like I'm talking to him, telling him what's good. You know, I'm the field manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, hey, we're gonna. This is how long we're gonna be here for. We're gonna lo- whatever. Like if someone needs to come back to lock up, like here's my phone number. Like I'll give you a call. And he's like, you guys are using a cop car, right? And I'm like, yeah, like, and you know, like usually something like that, it's like they have a police officer there all day with you that like you have to pay to like uh, whatever, operate the cop car. Dude just hands me the keys to a cop car. (laughs) And it's like, yo, just put him back in the cup holder when you're done. And I'm just like, yo, I could literally like drive this thing around. Like they just left us there. That's crazy. Um, And yeah, but they have ambulances. They have cop cars. They have everything. And they they do stuff like that. So they're friendly. But yeah. yeah. 
I got you. But yeah. yeah, yo, that's the type of stuff I do for a living. Like, like one of the like just an example of like something crazy. Like, I was working on this show called Returning the Favor with Mike Rowe, the dude from Dirty Jobs, and like, we oh were yeah, just, like, about like that, you, that was on face- Facebook, Facebook Watch. Yeah, that was the first time I did something like I went from reality TV to digital with that show, mm-hmm. and um, one I realized how much money goes into digital, which and I was mind blown, and. Um, Two, we would just give shit away. And I remember like when it was COVID, the start of COVID, and uh, we were doing like the virtual show and like we had like, we needed a camera crew to be in like, we were in Springfield, Ohio. And um, someone called me up that I worked with and was like, yeah, so we want to um, give these two kids a basketball court. They have the land for it. (laughs) I'm like, oh, sick. Like when? Yeah. (laughs) And it's like a Tuesday. They're like, we want to film on Friday. So I'm like, the basketball court has to be done in 48 hours. And <laughs> no like, way. Ideally. And then, you know, like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah. I, how am I going to do this in Springfield, Ohio? But then, like, you know, just resources. And I found a construction cut. Co- like, you know, you start calling people yeah. straight up. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing you can do yeah. is, like, get people on the phone, not email. And just be and telling them, like, you got to have a good pitch. I realize mm-hmm. that, too. I'm not, like, a salesperson. But, like, if you, I realize, like, if you explain something clearly and it sounds good, Someone's gonna be like, "All right, that sounds good." Yeah. So what I like, what I would do, I'd be like, "Yo, like, this is." I would literally lead the conversation off with, "This is gonna sound absolutely insane." <laughs> and I was calling these construction companies and being like, "Do you think you can like lay down asphalt and like cement into basketball hoops? Like, I'll get everything." And then this one really small company um, was like, "Yo, call this guy. They're the biggest company in Springfield, Ohio, that does construction." I call him. I I, I get on the phone with his wife. She answers the phone. Tell like, hey, I'm like, hey, I'm from returning the favor. This Facebook watch show with Mike Rowe. She's like, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Uh, And he was like, is he gonna like, is he gonna be in Springfield, Ohio? And I was like, he's gonna be there on Facetime, (laughs) like virtually. And I told her I was like, we need a basketball court, whatever, whatever, two basketball hoops, and like cement and benches and some trash cans. And they're like, you know what? Like, we'll do it for free. And I was like, yo, I, I told her, I was like, I was like, uh, if you tell me anything under this number and I want to say it was like 50 grand or 85 grand, something crazy, like something where like it was a no brainer for them to do it. Um, she was just like, no, like, please don't worry about it. Like mm. as, as long as like our company yeah. can say that we donated this and you yeah. show our logo on the show. And I was like, no, I didn't even ask. I was like, no problem. Like yeah. that's not an issue at all. I remember calling them on it. We hopped on a meeting i was like i got someone and then they were like all right now we got to get all the stuff and i (laughs) I go on um like harbor freight or uline and i start calling same thing and i'm like yo i need two basketball goals i need uh park benches and they're like when i'm like i need them overnighted and like you're talking like freight shipping so it's like you gotta spend the bag on that driver to get it there and make sure it touches down yeah and i remember the i told the um construction company that we were in the situation we were in i was like if you got to connect for like benches that you can cement in and stuff that would look good in like a little park like let's do it and he, again like yo it's, it takes a village like this construction crew the saints that they were i wish i remember the name of the company but like just literally had people working overtime and they were paying the workers overtime yeah and building our court for free with their materials that also cost them money like and yeah it was crazy Damn, professional problem solver. No, it's straight up. Like, that's kind of what I do for a living, yeah. Like, when there's a problem on set and, like, people are coming up to you, you have to go defuse the situation. It's like, 
you know, like sometimes I'm like, fuck, like, I don't know what I'm going to say to calm this person down. But then like, I always remember, like, you just got to be level headed, like understand why they're pissed off and like tell them, try to just tell them exactly what they want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. You want to hop into rapid? Let's some, some rapid fire. Right, you got so me to start it off? Yeah. We're going to hit you with some rapid fire oh questions. God. This is going to be random. It's going to be a random, random question. Right. Did you, you have it. a question? Oh yeah. Craziest thing you've saw, you've seen on a rider. That's a really good question. Um, I would say just nothing like, like out of the ordinary, like, like, like that wouldn't be like a snack, a drink or a household item. But I remember when I did work on TRL, one of my first like real TV jobs, Steve Aoki was coming in and he requested like a specific number of like, I forget what brand, like Fiji waters. Like he was like, he wanted 12 Fiji waters, like six bananas, six. And that's when I was like, damn, like. Either he has OCD or he's just trying to see like how what you can get away with. And yo, like if you're a good talent, you know that some people will bend over backwards for you. So like now, like looking back on, I was like, is he just doing this so that like if <laughs> yeah. he comes and there's not six bananas, he can like freak out <laughs> that. And then I remember I was filming with like two chains in the summer, and um, he asked for like six iPhone. Um, cables and bricks but they needed to be apple brand and like six of those like each set is like 80 dollars no so it's just like we just blew a bag on iPhone chargers. but yeah that was probably stuff like that damn favorite favorite shot you've gotten oh shout out to jaleel i knew it um yo so like didn't really just weird sb connection like I heard his music because Justice the Shield, if you know him. I do. He went to college with Jaleel like freshman year. No way. And I remember Where's he, like, Jaleel from? He's from Maryland, but I forget the country that his parents live in. You know in. who Jaleel is? Skateboarder? No, he's a rapper. He's, no. he's good. Dude, he, very, like, very. How would you explain? High, yo. Highest energy I've ever seen in but a. But no, most relaxed dude. Like straight up. Shout out to you, Jaleel. Like, so when we filmed that day, we were doing a day in the life and I had no idea what I was getting into. Like I, like I said. Justice of Shield reposted his song. I heard it like five years before we filmed with him. Was like knew he was kind of like a screamo type, like mm -hmm. hyper trap, whatever you want to call it, rapper. Um, knew that he was notorious for like ripping his shirt in half and doing backflips on TikTok, right? So like going into the day, we're like, damn, like we don't know what we're gonna get. So we meet him at Soundcheck at this bar in Brooklyn called Baby's All Right, and. Um, He's playing his music. Ben knows babies. Oh, right. I used to live in Bushwick. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah. It's, fi it's fire spot. Um, we pull up there, whatever, go inside, meet up with his team. But then these dudes, they were all super young, like same age as me, like 25, 26. So I'm like, all right, like this is either going to be like, they're going to be really professional or like they're going to have no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, get in. They're already doing sound check. Music sounds great. He sounds exactly how he sounds on thing. I'm like, all right, like he's really talented. Baby's all right. It's small as hell, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dro Kenji, who's also a, a rapper that I fucked with, w was on before Jaleel. So this is like concert time. Sorry that I skipped all the good part of the day, but long story short, <laughs> Jaleel's okay. the fucking man, most respectful dude, most quiet dude, extremely positive. And then when he needs to bring the energy, like he fucking brings the energy. It was packed. It was completely sold out. Mm -hmm. And my boy Brendan, the DP, shout out to you, Brendan. He was on this rail, you know, like the back, the bar in the back. And like, you know how there's like that railing up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like set up with the FS7 on that railing. 
like like a sniper, like zooming in on the stage. And then I was on the stage with the Ronin. I was just waiting. So I was like, I'm going to keep my camera powered off for Joe Kenji. I'm just going to like sit on the stage and yeah. vibe. But then I was like, damn, like I'm on the stage at a concert. Like this is sick. I never really done this before. So then that was cool. It was like getting me hyped up for when Jaleel came out. So then when Jaleel came out, everybody knew he was going to like rip his shirt off and do a backflip or something crazy. And like his DJ versus and his boy Will were like straight up trying to warn me like, yo, it's going to get like crazy in here when he comes out. Like you better be ready. Okay. So I was like, all right, I'm powered up. I'm like waiting for him. And then they start playing like Playboy Cardi, Yeet, just like songs that make like teenagers go crazy. And like crowd is going nuts. They're not even playing Jaleel's music yet. And then I forget the name of the song, but he it's like the song he always walks out to, but it has like a big buildup. So mm. they start playing like that. Well, his DJ is like, open up the pit, open up the pit. And like, you know, it's so small in there. And they open it up huge. They made like a huge space. I don't know how the fuck they did it. I was going to say open up what? <laughs> yeah. And like he they start playing the intro to the song, like 30 seconds go by. Everyone's like, yo, where's Jaleel? Where's Jaleel? And then all of a sudden, like he like fucking but like kicks through the door, like come like runs up these stairs. I'm like, oh my God, like and, like locked in at this, this point. Hit. And then he go he like stomps like this, like to the middle of the stage, and he just rips his tank top in half, <laughs> just turns around and does a backflip right in the middle of the pit. And I as soon as he stomped, I started trailing behind him because I was like, yo, I don't even care if I bone Brendan and Phil's shot. I was like, I need to get yeah. this. And then I got him f like doing a backflip. And then I ran to the edge of the stage and put the Ronin like right up to like right up to him. And then you just see like a whole group of people like he has the mic in his hand like yeah. this and just swarm him. That's crazy. And, uh, like, again, it's not like it was like Drake that I got that shot with, but like. The way it came out Dude. and the way my boy colored it and like stabilized it yeah. and everything, like it, it just like it captured his personality so well and the moment and like the energy and like you see him like screaming and I, I was like in that moment I was like holy shit like that was so sick they're gonna use this for like the intro of the video and that's exactly what they did <laughs> again a crazy shot not that it's like crazy cinematic or anything like that but like being like 15 feet away from Seth Rogen, like in his office, like a place that no one gets to go to, but see online all the time. And like, like you guys know, like when you're, when like, cause I feel like my brother asked me all the time, he's always like, dude, like, how aren't you like freaking out? But like, yo, in that moment, like you are so laser focused and just locked in. Job done. And I remember like when Seth came in the room, um, crazy dude, like same thing, mad respect for Seth Rogen. He pulls up with his squad. He's driving. So I'm like, that's sick. Like, this dude is literally driving his own squad with his own homies to his spot. And they're mm -hmm. about to do work. I was like, that's the dream. Yeah. Then this man opens his trunk and he has, like, his pottery wheel. Like, you know, he has, like, mad people <laughs> with him, like, four people with him. So you expect them to just, like, pick it up and be like, oh, I got you. I got you. He like grabs it and it's like, no, I'll, I'll carry it. And, like carries it in the house. And like you hear him like <laughs> laugh when he opens the door and everyone's like, you know, we all like look around. We're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then the he laugh. comes through the doorway. And same thing. Most people who are pretty professional, like they understand what the crew is yeah. doing. So they like he was like, hey, what's up? You're like, dude, funniest part about that. He came up to me right when he was introducing himself to everybody. He was like, hey, man, I'm Seth. I wanted to just be like, dude, I know. Like, <laughs> I know your name is Seth. And I was like, what's up, man? I'm Nick. It's really nice to yeah. work with you. I remember, like, that was a crazy day for me in my personal life, too, that day, the Seth Rogen shoot. But, like, I just remember, like, when, like, getting in the car after and, like, with all the gear and, like, returning it to the office and then, like, 
when I got back to my hotel and I like sat down, I was like, yo, like that was crazy. Like it was like not only that it was crazy that it happened, but just like the fact that like like me and like like Orlando and Omar had never worked together, right? And like even my complex crew that was there, like Anthony Allred, the talent manager, bro, shout out to you. You are the fucking goat. Um, like had never worked with these dudes before, but like, you know, we're all on the same page where it's like, damn, like, yo, this is a big moment professionally for all mm -hmm. of us. And like, it was crazy to be like, Full circle. yo, all that shit, like taking out that trash, like getting s clipped by that car, like moving gear in the snow, like being in Times Square at four o'clock in the morning in negative 10 degree weather. It's like, yeah. shit, like it was worth it. It got us here. Damn. That like that's, was, every, that, every, that's why that, like, that was yeah. a cool I feel like shot. That's, every, that's, every, a, that's a great way to respond yeah. to that question. Your favorite yeah. shot, like a, a shot that like, like made, yeah, no, not necessarily the shot itself, but like yeah, what led the to moment, that shot. The, like, yeah, yeah, yo, like straight, like again, yeah. shout out to my boy Omar and like, yeah, like yeah. went through some shit, like for real. And like, he's he's a mad good dude. And like, just, I remember, yeah, just really thinking like, damn, like all the shit that we've been through got us to this moment. And it was like yeah. such a cool feeling. And it all happens for a reason. Yeah, like no, it's like, yo, like you're in the same, like little baby, Seth Rogen, like all these people. It's like, yo, like I'm meant to be here. Like yeah. I'm getting paid to be here. That's and that it's like, it's, it was the, like a, a, that's huge. Not like a powerful feeling, but just like, nah, like, just like, damn, like I went from cutting grass to doing this shit. Like yeah. that's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's this morning. Like I'm cutting up footage from New York Red Bulls and stuff. And you're like, making bro, a video before for this, us. I was like doing some whatever job. Like, or oh, even dude, like, my first video was that's just garbage. <laughs> yeah, but, but it it's always full, It always yeah. feels full circle. Like, honestly, like coming in here every day, like sitting in my office, like. That's what, yo, you have your own office. That is, like, that is like a yeah. shout out to my people. Yeah, but yo, even think about like you two, right? Like, I, I know everybody felt this way. Like, like even right now in my life, like I feel so confused, right? And like it's it's like a it's a good and bad thing and then but then like I know that like once this confusing time in my life is over, I'm gonna like look back on it yeah. and just be like, yo, like the reason why you were confused is because you knew that there was more out there, like more to do. Like you yeah. we want more out of yourself. The and, unknown. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm sure like one of my like biggest goals in like ever since I realized it was obtainable was like, yo, so like starting with like just small, like when I was like a landscaper, all I wanted to do was like be on set, right? Like that was my goal. And then when I was on set, it was like, all right, what I want to be more than a PA. And then after that, it's like, well, then what? And then like at that point, I was like working on Top Chef, like I said, as an associate field coordinator and like, yo, we get nominated for an Emmy. So then it's like, yo, I, I want to win a fucking Emmy. And then it's like, yo, I'm working on a show that is nominated for an Emmy right now. Yeah. And like I said, the confusing point in my life, I remember like, I busted my ass on that show on Project Runway and they called me into the um, office, the senior production manager and the line producer. And they were like, yo, we want you to um, come to L.A. for Top Chef. We're starting in like two weeks um, or at this time. It was two weeks after we started. We stopped filming Runway, but at this time it was like four weeks away. Um, so I was like, like, I got to think about this shit. And like when you're working like that like i had some money saved up whatever because i was working so much i couldn't eat, uh, like i wasn't spending any money mm -hmm. and um, i remember i like went to ihop with my mom and I, I like told her that they offered me this job but i had to like put myself up and go out there for and like i was trying to explain to her that it was like this huge opportunity and like at this point in my career like how my parents looked at my career is like basically like i was like an uber driver for talent and like doing miscellaneous tasks on like literally just doing like chores yeah. on set so they're like, yo, you're, you're going to spend all the money you just made to go out there to like go to do chores on set. And I'm trying to tell them like, 
no, like I'm going to be like a, a different position. Like I'm going to make a good rate. Like I'm going to do all this shit. I remember like in the IHOP, my mom like ripped me, like was like telling me like it was a terrible idea. It wasn't like, you know, and like it made me like, I, I was like crying and shit. I was mad upset. And then like, I like thought about how much money I had. I had like, I want to say like 44 or $4,600 to my name from working on that show. And then like, it was like 3,200 up front for the Airbnb and a thousand dollars to get my car out there. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll have $400 to my name. I'll go out there and I'll do this shit. Like, yeah. Something I realized that is like, like I, I had my wings the whole time. It was like up for me to just go and like, you know, cause like, yeah. So much shit could have went wrong, but like Dude, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about that. I was yeah. just like, yo, I gotta do this shit. And then when I got out there, I like made a promise to myself, like, yo, I'd never been to California before either. Like, damn, it was the most motivational thing ever. Like, some place I remember when I was in college, like I was always like, damn, like I want to go see the Hollywood sign. I want to go like to California, work on some shit. And then um, when I was out there, I was like, I gotta like vow to myself, I'm gonna go mad hard and I remember when my car I got my car it was like a day after being there I remember sitting in the driver's seat of the same car I have outside right now and just being like yo I'm sitting in my car that I used to drive to high school I'm in California (laughs) and in two days I'm about to drive this thing to Top Chef to like go chase my dreams and I remember like uh, like uh, that's what made me realize like there's no turning back. Like, this is what I'm gonna like that was like the I'm married to the game moment that's when I was like I'll do anything for this like anything for my crew anything yeah yeah and like that's what on the show that's what i realized like bro i I did anything for the crew like anything for any person on that show and like it was it was crazy so the show was going to end in like three weeks so i was like damn i'm gonna go back to new that was my mindset i'm gonna go back to new jersey soon hopefully i find some work in new york again um and like say just went to the whole food shoot whole crew busted their ass got back like everything i thought everything went great um and then when I got back, like, get back to my desk area, pop up my laptop, there's, like, mad people sitting around me. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, someone from Whole Foods called Damn. and, like, complained. And um, I was that's what I said out loud. I was like, yo, did someone from Whole Foods call and complain? Someone was just like, check your email. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, this, this is going to be, like, weird if someone yeah. from Whole Foods emailed me, like, after I was just there. And then, like, in, like, the subject was, like, congratulations, like, Top Chef finale in Italy. And it was my boarding pass. And I was like, Yo. that's sick. Nice. And um, yeah, like in that, like, dude, it was so emotional. Like, I was like, damn, like, I was like, yo, like they, they fuck with me enough to be like, we need to fly your ass out there, yeah. put you in a hotel. And that's when I was like, I'm doing this. Sh-. Like, I was like, holy shit. Like on Top Chef. Yeah. I mean, I've told this story on here before, but like, I remember directing probably like my third music video and working with someone who's worked with big directors like, yeah. that did netflix shows and i'm just like the music video prior to that all i did was provide equipment and i was just standing there watching someone who really didn't even know how to use my equipment like and i wasn't really allowed to say like i just had to sit there and take it in i'm like oh fuck this like next time this isn't happening and then the next one was like you know it's not like i just broke out of my show but the person is like dude you got something in your head right now that you need to tell me i was like tell me because he's like i hired you because i know you have the ideas in there that i want and he's like you're gonna bring the best out of me so he's like understand no one can hear you when the music video is going on like music is laid over talk to me while i'm doing this like have the confidence in yourself like even when we're here like say like whether we bring someone new on or like we're at a new shoot working with different people like 
having that confidence of like whether I've been here before, haven't been here before. I'm gonna just use all the yeah, knowledge bro, that like I've gained. Knowing, like I said before, like you, like I think the biggest thing for me was like realizing, like yo, I, I, it wasn't, it's not luck why I'm standing here with these people. Like yeah. straight up, it's like they they need me. Like like I said, like again, like when you're a PA, anything, like you have, like everybody has such a specific job. Like whether it's taking out the trash or like scheduling shit, like they need you to do it. Like yeah, dude, and it's it's crazy and. Yeah, bro. That's gonna be like the best message out of all this. Exactly. I feel like for yeah. people is realizing like no, every I've got piece. More messages I want to get. Oh, dude, yeah. No, yeah. Like right. with just, everyone, we can have everyone. Like we could sit here for so long. Bro, I'm sure like this is so sick just, for you guys. Like, no, hundred percent. I know, like we do. Yeah. Like we're obviously in like the same field, so it's like it's cool because we like you understand. That's what's cool. Yeah. Like, yo, talking about work sucks because like no one empathizes the way yeah, no, it's no like one get, yeah bro like no one understands when you're like yo we were waiting for talent to show up for four hours and like now we worked a 16 hour day it's like everyone's like who the fuck like what does yeah. that even mean he just went to a shoot showed up <laughs> i literally went and knocked on the person's door and they're like who the fuck are you yeah. and i'm like i, I was saying like the, you have a shoot th- these, pe- these people yeah. like modeled your kitchen right yeah, yeah i'm here to capture it for them and create something out of it and they're like yeah no nah, no nah, you got the wrong person i'm like no, no, like, this, this is your is address. address yeah. I was like, they did your kitchen, right? He's like, yeah, they did. I was like, so I'm supposed to be here. He's like, yeah, yeah no, nah, you're not coming in here today. I was like, I just drove an hour out the way. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I got nothing for you. Yeah, yo, like a story like that mm-hmm. like with Joel Santana. Um, shout out to you, Joel. So I know you're not listening to this, but. Um, <laughs> Dude, when, who knows? When he, um, Benny, <laughs> send this shit in his DM, <laughs> please. When I was uh, his driver, um, he was on probation. I remember one time. Um, so you, he has to like check in with his probation officer. Yeah. You're allowed to like go to work. He's working. Um, yeah. So he he when he had to go to green screen like do interviews, mm-hmm. he would have to like check in with his PO. And I remember like we I picked him up from his crib. He got in the car, whatever. So yeah. issue, like you know, hour conversation with his PO on the phone. Gets in the car. Um, we drive to set an hour away, and then we get to the green screen location. He goes upstairs, and the um, talent producer is like, "Yo." He doesn't have his jewelry and like you know green screen it's like all about continuity so he has to wear the same thing every time he's there so he had yeah. to go his chains were at home so they're like yo you got to go home and get it, your chains and like i remember we drove home I hear you. uh like to his crib and then when we got to his crib um the like i was waiting there and i was like this is weird like he literally had to go get his chains and like mm-hmm. we're cool at this point like yeah I, he wasn't gonna like you know like waste my time i felt at yeah, least yeah, yeah. and um uh, he's like, I'll be right back. That's what he told me. He goes in the house. It's like 30 minutes passed by. I'm like, all right, what the fuck's going on? Like, maybe he's taking a shit or something. Mm-hmm. And then like, <laughs> and then like an hour goes by. I call the production manager. I'm like, yo, like, he's not coming out. Like, should I knock on the door? Um, and they were like, no, no, no. We're trying to handle this situation really quick. And they didn't tell me what was going on. And then like 20 minutes later, he calls me back and he's like, his parole officer doesn't believe us. Like. He, he doesn't understand why he had to go back immediately and now he needs to immediately come back. <laughs> he was like, he already left the state. Cause like we crossed state lines. So, so like we yeah. already did it one time for the day. They were like, they're not going to let him do it like a whole nother round trip. Well, we did it twice cause we did a round trip. Yeah. So he's like, we're not going to let him do like four yeah. trips in one day. And, um, then I was like, holy shit, like, what do I do? And then they were like, just drive back to set. And then like, I drive back to set another hour and then they're like well now green screen's over we have no one else to interview you can just go home so it's like i i feel you like it sucks and like yeah no one understands uh, yeah. that unless it's it like happen yeah i mean and that's just like the shit honestly, happens like, that's no the shit le- happens. that's the least of it right there yeah. like that's yeah. like the, Yo, least the thing of the that i always try to remember is like like 
like a, a good learning point. I feel like that I learned that I try to like do with my crew is like, if the other person isn't ready on time or they're on time, I want to make sure that we are. I want to yeah. make sure we're ready 15 oh, minutes that early. Is, and that's us in a nutshell yeah, right no, there. And like prepared for anything. And then like just having the right people with the right mindset and the right amount of time like goes a long way. Amen. This Amen. Guy. Like I'm like yeah. you three, like I'm telling you right now, like, like you can do the work of like 15 people. And like, that's why I feel like I'm so <laughs> valuable on set. Cause like, like there's no coordinators that I know besides my homie Phil that works at Complex. Shout out to you, Phil. Um, that can camera operate, like be a real camera mm. operator. And like I'm talking like build the camera, set it up, run through the settings, like yeah. make sure you're dialed in mm. with a DP and then like shoot it and yeah. stay in focus and get the movements yeah. and like not fuck up. Yeah. Stay yeah. ready so you don't got to get exactly. ready. And then like, yo, like the more you do, the more you learn. And the more like, yep. bro, like you said, like you're a marketing dude, like that's your major. Like, yeah. like, yo, no, you gotta, you gotta people learn do anything business related. Yeah. yeah. Like, but if you learn it, like, yeah. and then you have that other skill. Yeah. It's like, now you have two really good skills. Yeah. Hell skill yeah. stacking. Like, even Google, like... I mean, to cut you off, do you have to slide? Yeah, have to slide. And you like can go. We can. I can wrap this up. You sure? Yeah, we'll just chop it up. I you want to chop it up? Ben, do you want to hop in? Yeah, yo, hop in. All right, All right. we're switching it out, guys. I will I'll tell you, you got to look at it. Benny finally made it on. I know, dude. Here he is. But yeah, yo, I, I'm proud of you, bro. For real. Dude, I'm and proud like, of you, no. dude. Just sitting yo, here listening like, to me. I, yo, I, I, like, I used to say this like to people all the time, and like this is truly how I feel. Like, bro, like I don't care. Like, if you're my homie for real, or not even my homie, if you're just someone I know, right? Dude. And like you follow your dreams, like no matter what it is, like. If, if you told me right now that you wanted to do like a trash removal business and you wanted to be the biggest garbage man in the world and I could tell that you were real passionate about it and that was your dream, I'm the type of person that's like, bro, like, let's fucking get Dude, it. Like, you need an I'm extra pair of hands. Way. Like, yeah. I'm putting on the gloves and loading it. trash. I mean, you're like, not like... Yo, yeah, great. Six sweatshirt. Make sure, um, uh, make sure Ben makes me proud. <laughs> um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, bro, like... I mean, dude, that's like, you know, Tay, Swank, like... All of them, like the new year was coming around, yeah. And I'm like, I mean, I'd been like, I really hadn't been posting or like promoting total too much because it's been spending a lot of time here, yeah, doing more so like yeah. planning for how I want to execute, yeah. Because like you can just start doing shit, but if there's no, no like you gotta, goal you, to you execute, just, like, you can't just like mindlessly do, yeah, 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 you gotta yeah, have yeah, a plan, exactly. Yeah. Like, you can have a bunch That's of my creative advice. content ideas, yeah, you gotta have a plan. but now I'm like, okay, like I need to like start being more interactive, like I like. Media X marketing is like my baby now. Yeah. With Joe, but Toto is also like that's what you, I started. Bro, the fact that brand. he allows me to still, still do that, it. still Yo, promote it. Yo, trust me. Like I have my own LLC, and like yeah. I got it, and I was like the past two years I've had it. I like the contracts that I was under. I can't like compete with my own companies. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't rent my own gear. So like yeah. now that's something that I want to put a lot of time into is my own shit and 100%. my own pro and like bro, yeah. like, that's what I realized too is like. Um, you guys should realize this too. Like I didn't understand this until I worked at complex, like the interests we have, the things that you like, like, yo, other people are so different, right? Like what I realized from working at complex is like when people would ask me for my advice and then like post something related to it or like ask me something and generate a question about it and then like create that content, not just me, anybody. Yeah. Like, bro, like we're telling millions of people what is cool. And like, we don't look at it as what's cool. It's just like, yo, this is the shit I like. And when I worked at Complex, that's when I realized that. I'm like, damn, like, people, like, literally think everything that I like, like, I must be the coolest person in the world. But then, like, 
another person could be like, yo, you're a fucking loser because they don't like any of that stuff. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then, like, but that's what I realized. Like, as long as you're yourself, that's what's going to, like... Oh, yeah. yeah. I learned that a long time ago. Like, I, yeah. Like, the biggest thing, like, what I noticed with some people is... And obviously, like, there's going to be situations where you have to be a certain way in front of certain people. Yeah. But it's, like, at least for me, like, when someone's hiring me or hiring us... They're not just hiring us because of like what we can produce for them, but like yeah. who we are yeah, as exactly. people, what we have to offer. So like if we just go on set and we're just like we just tighten up and we're yeah. just uh, completely different people, like that's that, that's not us. No You're not going to get the best thing. Yeah. Like everything yo, from start to finish. Yes, it's, it's exactly, all about how you talk dude. with them. It's just about how you work a, with them. Yo, yeah. biggest thing at Complex, I was so grateful for. Like, look at the shirt I'm wearing. Like, I'm I could wear whatever I wanted to work. Yeah, and yeah. like. Like someone be like, yo, it's a dope shirt. Those are dope shoes. Like, like something where like you'd wear something ridiculous. Like someone be like, yo, dude, you look rid-. like your friends would be like, bro, you look crazy right now. If you wore that there and you're like, this is why I fuck yeah. with. This is my style. Like everyone would be like, bro, that's yeah. sick. Like, I think that was the biggest thing for me to overcome. Like coming from where you come from, is like you're surrounded we, by. We're from a place where people are like mad, judgmental, and very like, judgmental. And people also come from so many different backgrounds where we live, yeah. which is yo biggest blessing I realized in my life because when I went to college. It made me realize, like, how sheltered some people were. Oh, dude. Like, we had so much opportunity to experience, like, yo, first of all, like, just different cultures. A hundred percent. Like, every single one of my friend comes from a different, like, background. Yeah. And then, like, every time you go to their house, it's like, you eat something new, you try something new, you learn about their religion. I that. Like I say that all the yeah. time. People like, yo, and, like, people only hang out with, like, the same people their whole life. And that's when I was like... Yeah. Damn, like I have friends that I still hang out with today that I only that I met in like ninth yeah, grade. Dude. I was always in a mindset of like, nah, these are the ones that arrive with me. Like yeah. I can't even imagine being cool like that with anyone else. And I I'm working here and then day in and day out. Like Joe is the Bro, person I see the, the most, most yeah. every single Yo, day of yeah, my shout life. Shout out my boy Alex Giacus. Like, dude, we met on set on Project Runway, and he is one of my best friends to this day. Yeah, dude. And like, yo, another thing that you were saying, like this is good advice for you. I know we're really like pretty much the same age. Like what Thomas was saying, if you came into a set as a day player and you're like all stiff and tighten up and being a fucking hardo and not talking to anyone, like you're there for 12 hours. Like yes, who good. the fuck is going to call good. you back to chill? Like not yeah. chill with you, but work but with you and get to spend is. another 12 yeah, hours exactly. with you. Like if you're busting your ass and then the downtime, you're like, yo, six shoes. And you try like yesterday. You want to make sure you mess yeah, with Yeah. Them. Like yesterday yeah. I was like on a, or two days ago, I was on a shoot with this dude. Um, like live technician, like runs cables, does audio shit. Um, he just has a Supreme Sets sweatshirt on. Like mm-hmm. when we were wrapping out, like we're both busting our ass, like packing up gear. But it's yeah. like we're talking about Supreme while we're doing it. And then at the end, he's like, yo, let me get your contact info for the next one. And like, you know, it's like stuff like yeah. that. Well, like that was the first thing I noticed. Yeah, when no. I your shoes. I yeah, make yeah. shoe contact before eye contact. It's yeah. a fault of mine. But like, yeah, dude, yeah. No, there, was, complex, there was days where I like, like went to set and I was like wearing a fit that I was like, I don't really think it fits this interview we're about to do today. And like, I got to <laughs> no, sit there and feel these questions. Yeah. And I don't want them to think like who the fuck is this? But then like they walk in you're like, oh dude, I like that. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, you like this? Yeah. I was like, oh, awesome. Exactly, yeah. Like, and bro, it just goes along with, like yeah. I said, like being yourself. Yeah, and like yeah. biggest thing with like being on set is whoever you're working with, like you gotta understand, like they might not, like maybe people you work with do it often, but like say we're working with people that might not be on camera often and yeah. things might feel like as soon as boom that light comes on they're like holy fuck that thing's got to be how much i can't believe yeah. like just make me look good and then like communication like that's my biggest thing as soon yeah. as like someone comes hey how you doing my name's thomas yeah, exactly like, i'm gonna be handling this aspect of things today 
he's going to be doing that. We're going to be doing that. Like, I make it so simple. Yeah, I dumb it down. Handled. Whether yeah. I'm filming a wedding or I'm doing a big commercial yeah. shoot, it's like, this is what we need from you. Don't think of it any more than that. Yeah, or any We'll less. handle yeah. everything else. Just... I'm here to, if it's an interview, we're here to have a conversation. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to be asking you maybe formal, some formal questions, but like answer it as a real person. Like yeah. doing like inside the hustle, like like you said, you want to do something, go do it. Yeah. I wanted you to just, film UFC fighters. I wanted to do document. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. I wanted to document. Like that's my favorite type of stuff. Yeah. And it was like just, you, it's okay to ask, hey, can I come yeah, film can I just, for a day? Yeah. And then like you have a conversation with that UFC fighter. Yeah, this is where I got the, the interest from. Like, oh, dude, we love that guy's work. Uh, I know you're going to do a good job with this yeah. because your mind is already there. And then it's yeah. just like. Yo, like that Jaleel story I was telling, like, that's how it was with him, bro. We Like when we linked for that day in the life, like it was mad organic. And like, yeah. like I said, his crew is mad young, mad professional. And like, I was like, damn, like you guys that's have a dream. dream like yeah. and you're chasing that shit. 100%. That's like being around like the fighters. It's like yeah. my first thought going in was like, I was pretty tight because I'm like. I mean, these guys can fucking kill somebody you know, if they really wanted kill to. Kill you if you mess and like, a shot. Yeah. I feel like they like. I don't want to be too close to. The, they're like, dude, take your shoes off, take your socks off, come on the mat, <laughs> point that camera right in our yeah, face. Exactly. We don't give a yeah, fuck. It's crazy. And what I realize is that each one of these guys is their own business. They want me to be filming. Yo, them. you're they only helping want, them. Yeah. Exactly. So like now it's like I haven't done one in a little bit. I'm planning out my new one with a. a he's actually. He's not. I don't even give a fuck. If anyone's well-known or not, yeah, you have a matter. good story yeah. I can tell. So I'm doing one on a Muay Thai fighter. I'm excited because yeah, Muay Thai it. fighters are different. They, yeah. they, they they have so many, so much in their background. Yeah. So, like, I'm excited. This The the first story this dude told me, he's like, yeah, I'll explain myself. He's like, one time we were playing, I was playing J.R. Smith in, in basketball in high school. And he was like, um... He was like, the first half, he, he didn't really do much. And at the end of the half, like, I pushed him to assert my dominance. He's like, he came out and dunked on me in the yeah. second half. I was like, dude, that's going to be sick to talk about him yeah. somehow infusing in with your Muay Thai yeah, career. Yeah. But I love doing it, like, up to, like, the person's fight because it's like every fight is each person's biggest fight they're yeah. going to have. And, like, yeah, my, my goal was always, like, at the time, it was like, how am I going to film Connor inside of a stadium? Yeah. And then it's like, all well, right, maybe now, like, you, you can only imagine my heartbreak when I watch like Connor lose, like Dustin, like get yeah. knocked out. And I was like, oh no, did my dream just go yeah, out like the Shad, door like, right there? Career over, and then like you're seeing the person that you idolize, like. Yo, I have a story about that. that like I, I wanted to tell yeah, you, I forgot about definitely. it. So like, bro, like when I was in college, like I, I would say like, like I, I like music a lot, obviously. I, I think music's inspiring, I should say. Yeah. I think like, I think anything that's good makes you feel something. And I think music, it's it's easy to feel. I first wanted to get into music, and then I realized something. I couldn't do the behind the scenes. Yeah. It was like, what can I enjoy the behind the scenes? I yeah. was like, then music. I realized I liked Yo, videos. When I and was, I was on like, the lawnmower, the first thing I saw myself doing was like being on stage with Uzi at like fucking Rolling Loud, like operating a steady cam. Like my, that's where like my, I saw myself. My mental was always being on like the producer board in a studio. Yeah. And like, yo, listen to this one. And like everyone just goes fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah. But then I'm realizing like I'm just thinking about the victory. I'm not thinking about the, what it takes the dirt. To get there. Yeah. So like when I found this, it was like, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna enjoy the dirt. Plus, I'm gonna pick whatever the fuck song I wanted. No, or like yeah. for the most part, like when you can. But but yeah, back to No, what. but yo, so like when I was in college, high school, I was like an OG Migos fan. I feel like I started bumping them in like twenty twelve. Um, and I remember like, dude, just like as weird as it sounds, like just having like good memories with my homies from college like listening to their music and then like like listening to their music at like different like points in my life this summer um 
I got to work with um, Offset, and um, I was I like that was one of the first time. Like so, usually like when I work with a famous person, I I don't care. I literally don't care. Yeah. Um, like the most thing I'll do is like like when we worked with Little Baby, like I'll bump his music before. Like Vince Staples, like worked with him, wasn't a huge fan of him, but like bumped his music before. Um, just to like, you know, Get familiarize. Mind, yeah. yeah, in case yeah. like they're like, do you fuck with my music? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but then like Offset, I was like, dude, like I fucking love this guy. <laughs> like a lot of people I love, but like, you know, I'm, I'm more like, that genuinely I, I want to like do a good job. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, like this is someone who like when I was on the lawnmower, I would be like, damn, like you're five feet away from him right now. And I remember like, he got there, bro, crazy. Like, just, I, I respect, like, people's hustle, right? Like, this guy's mad busy. He came from Paris on a jet from the Hollywood airport, Hollywood Burbank airport, to set in, we were in Pacific Palisades, um, filming the show Hiking with Rappers with Complex. He pulls up, mad professional, really professional team. I'm just like, dude, like, this is him. Like, this is cool. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. I remember, like, I um, went up to his driver of his vehicle. was like, bro, you need anything? You good? Um, chopped it up with him. And then I was like, damn, like, I can't wait to see what this dude is like when we work. So he had, like, a, a really sick outfit on. He had, like, these fucking sick-ass vintage Balenciaga, like, cargo pants. Mm -hmm. And they had they looked like the, Gucci like the Gucci logo, but they were bees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just remember, like, I saw those, and I was like, this dude dresses so like he i was just like damn like he's so fucking cool like i always <laughs> thought he was so cool but like he's yeah. right there he's so fucking cool and then i remember just being like had in that moment like where i was like shit like this is one of those people you know and yeah. then i remember like i never asked people for pictures it's like so unprofessional yeah. um but then like uh, same like what i was trying to answer joey's question before like opportunity like at the end of the shoot he he needed to leave and um like I said, I was chopping up with his driver, so I was cool with him. So I was talking to his driver, like, asking where they were going for the rest of the day and, like, all that stuff. And then, like, literally sitting out, like, standing outside of the car that he's about to get in. And his, like, uh, honey wagon, like, his trailer is right there. And um, I remember, like, one of the PAs, this girl, was like, can I take a picture? And he was mad pumped. And he was like, yeah. And then when we were on the trail, when he was doing his interview, I heard him say how, like, um when people meet him that idolize him, he wants to be the bet. Like he wants to be that person That's that they awesome. think he is. Yeah. And I remember in that moment, I was like, damn, like I wonder what he would do if I asked him for a picture. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to, I was like, fuck it. I'm never going to like, maybe yeah. never work with this dude again. And then, um, I was just like, yo bro, can we take a picture? And he was going in. He already took pictures with a couple other people yeah. and he turned around. He was on the way up the stairs. And I was like, can I get a picture? I started walking towards him. He looks at me, he goes, you serious, bro? And I said, yeah, bro, I, I fucking love you. I love your music. And um, he was like, he was like, for sure. Like, you know, he was literally like, he gave me that, like, are you serious, bro? Like, bro, are you serious? You're a grown ass man. Like, you want a picture with me? And then I like, I was just like, no, I'm not doing this for like clout. Like, I just, I want to send this to my brothers. Like, I want to, yeah. I want to have this memory of mm -hmm. working with you. It's about 100%. approaching the right yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, bro, he put his shoulder, like his arm on my shoulder and shit. And like, we took like four pictures and dapped me up. And he was like, he literally said he was like, "Yo, my bad, man." He's like, "I get it." It's tough being in, like a room with people who like, bro. It's scary, and I not just you idolized, but like, yeah, he, like people glow. Like when I was like in a room and it was Baron Davis, Allen Iverson, Stephen, uh, Lance Stevenson. Yo, and everyone's trying to talk. To them. And and so like what what it was, it was like like Allen Iverson puts on an All American game. Yeah. So it was like His the game. top twenty players in the country, yeah. one to twenty, and they do a dinner. 
where it's basically like you get to chop it up with these legends for the night. And me, I'm sitting there like I have a fuck ton of questions and I don't even I'm not even in these kids shoes. Yeah. Like all these kids, like they all all of them right now are making millions yeah. of yeah, dollars. Yeah. Like unbelievable. Like it's it's crazy to think that like they I just I was filming kids. these kids two yeah. years ago. Their, their net worth just yeah. skyrockets just off of them doing what they love to do. I always looked at like what I do in terms of like basketball was always the easiest way for me to put it. These kids played since they were two years old. Yeah, like they're going to love it. Some it's going to take them to, if they're blessed, to 19 years old to get the paycheck. Yeah. But that's still 17 years of your life. Exactly. Yeah. And like I look at it the same way, like whether how far I feel like I am now yeah. or where I was, like there's always more. There's always more to do, Bro, more to accomplish. Got, that just made me think of but, like two quick things. Like Like I was saying, shout out to my fucking my boss Matt from complex like he was the one who made me realize there was always more like there was a time at complex where I was like I was really busting my ass and it, it really affected my relate like straight up like me and my girl basically broke up because I was putting so much time into my work and like bro I, I remember like I had this conversation I pulled my <coughs> boss Matt aside I told him like I was you know dealing with some shit and he, he's a grown man he's 10 years older than I am he has four kids yeah. always like really admired him for that um and uh I remember just telling him like, yo, I feel so confused right now in my life. I, I, I'm working so hard. I feel like I'm, I kept telling him, like, I feel like I'm going in circles. Right. And he was the one who told me, he was like, if you, if you know that there's, you know, like if I'm, if I'm like, like I told him straight up, like, bro, and this is so true. I literally have like nightmares of like being on the Emmy stage and then like getting my thing and not knowing what to say. And I, I remember I told him that and he was like, bro, that's cause you, you can see yourself there yeah and i was like dude you're you're right like i i could like hopefully one day i could and um he just re he like in that moment he made me realize and we talked about this but like yo like i like i said on that moment on top chef when i spent all the money i had to get out there my first day and my boy told me like he's got my back right or wrong and that's when i realized like i was married mm -hmm. i was like it was either i go hard for the rest of my life and i'm gonna make a career out of this or like they're going to send me home halfway through this trip. So what Matt made me realize or what I said to Matt out loud after realizing this, like, bro, I fucking love this shit. Like the, 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 I'm so pat. I would, yeah. I, you know, I lost my girl for this shit. Yep. Like I would do anything for this shit. Um, it made me realize this is my life's work that I'm giving it my all because this is my Dude. life's work. Uh, what I said to Matt was, I said, bro, like we go so hard and I realize this is my life's work because in a hundred years from now, if YouTube is still around and you type in 360 with DJ Khaled, like you're going to get our clip of him saying God did like, and, and like, you know, it, it, like shit like that. It's just like, yeah. and then like, it would frustrate me because other people wouldn't take it as seriously or want to go as hard or like use new equipment or change our strategy to like make the show better. And like, I'm like, yelling like yo like come on like but it's like yo not everyone has the same has that shit vision. in it how yeah, you do dude. and like when you meet people that do like you got to really appreciate them and matt he, yo sh fucking shout out to you matt you made me like really realize a lot of shit about myself um that like if you if you're one of those people bro like no one can take that shit away from you and like yep. that's what i like you, you guys too like i know you have it in you and like Yo, if you like straight up, I'm just telling you this because when I was your age, I felt like it was like once the job was over, or whatever, it was the end of the world and nothing else was going to come from like 
it right Dude. but like bro if as long as you just don't give up and just go hard then like shit will work out yeah dude okay. you gotta like and that's how i feel no like straight like the show saying that went on in my personal life like yeah. within like four days my girl left me like she was legit about to move in just left me out of nowhere two days later like got fired out of nowhere via email from complex yeah. but like the only like bro and like obviously like i've been through other shit in my life that's worse than that obviously but like it makes me realize like one like shit can be so much worse and it is for so many other people and two like it's about like what like what am i gonna do so in this camera yeah. just uh tell people what you're up to where they can find you and um hit the people with kind of a little message leave them off with something um so my name is nick bianco at nick bianco on instagram i'm the owner of bianco's production and set supplies llc I am also a TV professional that specializes in production management, camera operating, and producing. Um, based in New York, living in Jersey City. And uh, a quote that I want to leave everyone with is a quote that my grandpa always said that I didn't really understand until I was older, but it's the truth. Um, a short pencil is better than a long memory. So write that shit down. Dude. Episode 13, Nick Bianco. Thank you, guys. We appreciate Thanks you, for bro. having me. Shout oh, out dude. to you for filling in for <laughs> Yes, sir. My fill in. Hell yeah.